This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. Tonight we're going to continue measuring the pilgrim's progress. John Bunyan's work as he sat in prison, written for his children, to be able to challenge them with spiritual matters. But the insights of this man of God uh, are really quite amazing. And uh, I have enjoyed my study, a deeper dive into the things that were on his heart, the things that he understood from the Scripture. The last time we were together... Pilgrim makes it to the foot of the cross. And as he stands there, gazing up at that empty cross, remember the pack of sin falls off his back, rolls down the hill and into the empty tomb. And now he's a free man. Now he is Christian. But as he begins his journey along the narrow way, He continues to encounter different individuals, and we learn from their lives. And after he comes to the cross and then journeys on, he was troubled, you'll remember, by three men named Simple, Sloth, and Presumption. You'll also remember that these guys are actually believers. Uh, These guys have been to the cross too. But they've adopted this lethargic, apathetic attitude about the things of God. Uh, Bunyan doesn't say it, but you do surmise from what he uh, has in uh, that particular chapter that these guys have been saved a while. It is refreshing, but it also is concerning when we see new Christians who are excited and are on fire for God, and then they get tainted by being around older Christians who have lost their zeal and their love for Christ. I hope that doesn't happen here. That in fact new Christians see the the greater zeal and love of older Christians and it just, just propels them forward in their spiritual life. But as Christian continues on, he sees two more men who come tumbling over the wall. On each side of the narrow way, there's a wall. And it reminds us that there is a narrow way that leads to life. And you have to stay within what God has said about that narrow way. There there are not multiple ways. There is one way leading to heaven, and it's through faith in Christ. But on the left-hand side, he sees these two characters climbing over the wall. He's ahead of them, and they make up the space that they might join him. The name of the one was formalist, and the name of the other, hypocrisy. As they draw nigh to Christian, he entered into discourse with them. Gentlemen, said Christian, whence come you? And whither do you go? To which they replied, We were born in the land of vainglory and are going for our own praise to Mount Zion. 
This caused Christian to question, Why came ye not in at the gate which stands at the beginning of this way? Know ye not that it is written, He that climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber? And of course, Christian was quoting from John 10 and verse 1. To this, formalist and hypocrisy respond, Oh, to go to the gate for entrance is counted too far about. And all our countrymen agree. Therefore, we have taken a shortcut to climb over the wall, as they have done. Said Christian, But will it not be counted a trespass against the Lord of the city where we are headed? And will it not violate his revealed will? Formalist and hypocrisy told him this and that, saying he needed not to trouble his head with these things. For what they did was customary, and if needed, they could share testimony of what had been done for more than a thousand years. I want to pause there. Because inadvertently, if you know church history, what Bunyan is doing is he's taking a swipe at church history and specifically the Romanists and even those in the Church of England, his own persecutors. For a thousand years, the church, formal religion, and I I love what Brother Gene said tonight, This is not about religion. We're about a relationship with Jesus Christ. But he's talking about that thousand years. This reference is to the religious formalism that was Roman Catholicism and then the Church of England. Both had taught blinded sinners that there was a path to the celestial city through the formal traditions of the church. being accepted by formal religion and the vain glory of clerics. To be accepted of them was equivalent to having a pass into heaven, though it circumvented the necessary deliverance of the cross. No wonder historians still look back on the millennial dominion of the papacy and call it the Dark Ages. It was a time of great warfare, of disease, and spiritual darkness. And the so-called church was in charge. Well, to know Christ is to know freedom. And so whatever was happening during that thousand years, we know it wasn't of Christ. It wasn't until the light of the gospel shone, reformers turned in faith to Christ, that things began to change and there was a new dawn in the church age. And so responding to formalists and hypocrisy, Christians said, but will you stand trial at law for your trespassing? Formalists and hypocrisy said, good man, it is now such a long-standing custom and legal thing that doubtless we will be admitted by the impartial judge. Besides, we perceive we are on the same path as you. 
Even though you come in at the gate and we tumbled over the wall, how then is our condition or your condition better than ours? Have you ever talked to a religionist who claims to be a Christian? Well, we believe the same thing you do. We're all on our way to heaven. Now, through allegory, Bunyan confronts the serious impact of those in religious circles and even the righteous church who grow up in these settings. Overall, both can be a moral place to grow and thrive. I've talked to good people who grew up in conservative but dead denominations. They learned morality. They learned Bible stories. But they didn't know Christ. Frankly, my dad's testimony was that. Grew up in a German congregational church. Could tell stories, was baptized as a baby, was confirmed as a 12-year-old, and was on his way to hell. Until a Baptist preacher shared the gospel with him and he was gloriously saved. The picture of formalist and hypocrisy jumping the wall illustrates that some seek a shortcut to salvation through a formal lifestyle of good works. Yet because of the flesh, where dwelleth no good thing, these ultimately have to hide what they really are through their own hypocrisy. You're in the book of Romans. Would you get to chapter 7? And notice verse 18. And this is Paul writing. This is after his conversion. But notice what he says. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth, say the next three words with me, no good thing. For to will, to do, want to do right, that is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would I do not, but the evil which I would not that I do. He's talking about the flesh. So, a person who grows up, even in a church like this, here's the Bible stories is told how to behave and even probably getting good, loving discipline at home. They can comply, but they can be compliant rebels. But the older we get, and the more we are aware of our own sinfulness and, and the temptations of this world, what also happens is, then someone who was raised in a setting like this who does not know Christ, as their flesh continues to act up, they have to keep trying to hide it in greater ways. And what is that? That's just hypocrisy. And what often happens is they get to a certain age. Many times it's, a, it's that magic age of 18 or 21. And they're tired of trying to hide it. And then they just leave and they go illustrate what they have been all along in their hearts because they never came to Christ. And so two sobering principles must be considered here which confront pretenders even in the best of churches. Yeah, they're, they're in the dead denominations, but they can be in our pews here. 
Here are the two truths, first of all. And Bunyan points this out. All mankind, made in God's image, is hopelessly religious. Now you think about that. Yes or no, around this world, even in places where they haven't heard, heard the name Jesus, they are practicing religion and being worshipful. It's true, right? Evidence that we're made in the image of God. All mankind is hopelessly religious. And yet, there is not an inherent desire for the God of the Bible and the salvation He offers through Jesus Christ. Now, the Scripture talks about that. Go back to chapter 3 in Romans. Romans 3 and verse 10, As it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one. Watch. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. There it is. Adults who have been formalists, in non-biblical churches, and even children raised in Bible-believing churches can attend, sing hymns, recite prayers, even quote the Bible. And although they have a form of godliness, 2 Timothy 3, 5, internally they deny the power of true godliness because they have not placed their faith dependence on Jesus alone. And it can happen in any one of our families. Now, this does not mean we shouldn't teach children the scriptures, but for those of you that work in children's ministries, and I wish, I wish the teens were in here tonight, and the youth workers, and, and our, our workers with the frontline kids, uh, and you can pass this along to them, but I know this is what they already do, so we're, we're good. But it must always be laced, what we teach our kids from the Bible must be laced with the gospel. You can go to hell and have a head full of Bible. Timothy learned the scripture from a child, remember? 2 Timothy 3.15. And who taught him the things of God? Do you remember? His mother and his grandmother. Not, not dad, we don't even know that dad was saved. But mother and grandmother, but it's interesting when you look closely at 2 Timothy 3.15, it says this, that he was taught, that has been taught from the scriptures, but here's what it says, that which is made thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Wasn't just the Bible, Oh, those great stories, and they teach great character lessons. But Timothy was taught the gospel, and he believed. Up to his con uh, conversion, though, Timothy was a young formalist as well. A Jewish, Jewish mom and grandmother. Without the insertion of the gospel, he would have been a formalist, and ultimately a hypocrite. And by the way, what were the Pharisees? Formalists and hypocrites, did they know the Bible? Careful, they sure did. At least their version of it. Thomas Shepard, a New England Puritan pastor, said this. 
Evangelical truth without experiencing evangelical love through Christ makes an evangelical hypocrite. You can talk to some people who could give you a clear presentation of the gospel, but they haven't believed it themselves. It's never transformed their lives. And so Christian responds back. He said, I walk by the rule of my master. You walk by the rude working of your fancies. You are counted thieves already by the Lord of the way. Therefore, I doubt you will not be found true men at the end of the way. You come in by yourselves without his direction, and you shall go out by yourselves without his mercy. Then I I saw as I went on together, they mumbled and answered a Christian, saying that they kept the laws and ordinances as he did, and he was not so different than they. To this, Christian responded, By law and ordinances you will not be saved, since you came not by the door. And of course, again, he's referring to what the Scripture teaches in Galatians 2.16. Jesus said, I am the door. You have to come through me, right? But then what did Paul teach the Galatians? Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified, declared righteous. Galatians 2.16 Christian went on, This coat on my back that covers my sin and shame was given me by the Lord of the place where I go. I take it as a token of his kindness to me, for I had nothing but rags before. Let's just pause. When we get to heaven, there will be a dress code. By the way, sometimes you need to remind your young people of that. Ah, do I? No, no, no. When you get to heaven, there's going to be a dress code. And it will represent who we are in Christ. It is a robe of white. And that's what Bunyan's referring to here. The rags are put off, and I get Jesus' righteousness. He goes on, When I came to the gate of that city, the Lord thereof will know me for good, since I have his coat on my back. A coat he gave me freely in the day he stripped me of my rags. I tell you, moreover, that I have been given a scroll sealed to comfort me as I go reading on the way. Of course, a reference to the scripture. Which is also the pass for my going into the celestial city. All of these you lack since you did not enter through the gate. To these things, formalist and hypocrisy gave no answer, but only laughed. (laughs) And so they continued on. Christian ahead of them, reading in the scroll, he had been given by one of the shining ones. And so he was refreshed. I beheld then that they all went on till they came to the foot of a great hill called Difficulty. 
at the base of which was a cool spring. The path from the narrow gate went straight ahead, through the, though it seemed to climb with much difficulty. At the same place, there were two other paths going around the sides of the steep hill. Now the names of those paths were danger and destruction. Formalists journeyed along danger, which led into a great forest where he became hopelessly lost. Hypocrisy journeyed along destruction, the path of destruction, which led into dark mountains where he stumbled, fell, and was seen no more. Again, what, what a testimony. Does formalist and, and hypocrite, do they get into heaven? No. No, they tried to get on the path their own way and they are still taking their own way. And there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death, death and destruction. Before his climb, Christian had stopped at the spring and drank thereof to refresh himself. He then began to climb the hill, saying, the hill, though high, I desire to ascend. The difficulty will not me offend. For I see that the way of life lies there. Arise, my soul, neither faint nor fear. It is better, though difficult, the right way to go than the wrong way, though easy, where the end is woe. Let's stand together. Father, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for Bunyan's work. And Father, as we close, if there's anyone listening to my voice who's never truly admitted to you they're a sinner and received Christ as Savior. Lord, others may think they're saved. They may want everyone to think that they're in fact on the narrow way. They can even talk religious talk. But unless they've come through the narrow gate to the cross, they're still lost and in sin. Death and destruction are in their way. And God, if there's anyone like that, help them to seek out help tonight or even right now to bow their heart and their head, to admit to you they're a sinner and receive Jesus Christ as Savior. Along with a lost world, Lord, you are saving the lost who attend churches, are in Christian families, have been raised in, quote, Christian, unquote, denominations. Thank you for saving my dad out of that. But God, in our homes, if we have lost children, lost teens, lost young adults, God, break their hearts and bring them to Yourself for salvation. Lord, help us to be able to reach the formalists and the hypocrites. God, win them to Yourself, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God, or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, please visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We encourage you to share this message with others. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and God's Word has had an impact on your life, as together we strive to show forth the path of life. Press on.